The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. The college experience is also brought to you by odd shark. Head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at OddShark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. are back. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Dan, AKA the database. And man, are we close, man? Are we close? You're probably sick of me talking about how close we are, but fuck it. We're close. I got the right hand man of the college experience here in the studio. Former former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag. <laughs> Give it up. Lifelong. <laughs> Give it up for Patty C in the place to be. Hi, that's what I'm talking about. Bring it home. Let me pop this. You know, we're doing an early morning session. So that therefore we have a beautiful, beautiful French. I believe it's French beverage called La Croix. Mm. La Croix. Now That's I don't. More I, French. I don't remember having any of these in my in my college days, Pat. Yeah, I think uh, this is a little above our class level back then. It's above our class level right now. Let's be honest. But yeah. uh, it's Sunday, and uh, you know we're letting it rock. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I would not be able to. Uh, cheers. cheers. I would not be able to pronounce this if it was not for the commercials, because I did not know that's a what C R O I X. I mean, come on, come on. That's just confusion. You know, you know what I mean? That's absolutely confusion. They just take letters, mumbo jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Damn French. Mm. Too fancy for their own good. But they're kind of killing it on the uh, carbonated water or whatever you want to say. Uh, the Pellegrino. Uh, isn't that French as well? Man, yeah. Perrier. I mean, Perrier, shit. Kind of killing it. They Classy know what they're doing over mofos. there. mofos. They know what they're doing over there. Uh, all right. So we're... Less than a week away from week zero. Mm. We're going to preview some week zero. We're going to do some all season. We're going to, this is our review episode where we review the over and unders we like best and tell you where to bet before this season kicks off. And we put 2018 in the books, but man, you know, as a, as a big time football fan that we both are, Pat, I've been watching these NFL preseason games and I'm worried. I'm worried because the media has it out football and the NFL seems to be very much listening. These hits, these hits are absolutely pathetic. And I just wonder the trip, the, you know, trickle down effect is college going to be like this when it kicks off on, on August 25th. Sure. Yeah. I mean, i definitely think we're going to see more of it. I was telling Colby, we just had game one at the high school level and I cannot tell you how many flags they threw for just the most nonsensical Little the guys would trip over at the end of the play and fall on a player like in pursuit of the play and they're throwing fifteen yard penalties. What the fuck? 
This is all a result of the NFL failing to own up to it. If they would just embrace that it's a violent sport, violent sport you don't see this at boxing. You don't see this in, 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 in MMA. Yeah, MMA or whatever you want to say, even auto racing. I mean, we were watching Days of Thunder last night. <laughs> I mean, and I was saying, you know what, man? Look at all these crashes. You know what I mean? Now, granted, this is a movie, but I know this shit happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cars are always flipping and yeah. doing 360s in the air and I shit. I mean, dude, I went, I've been, I went to like 10 years in a row going to the Long Beach Grand Prix, and I saw accidents. Yeah. All right? And you're C- telling me. T- exactly. E- Gosh. <laughs> so bad, these, these, these hits. You know, I mean, there's so many of them. There's like 10 already in preseason. I mean, if you can't take a hit from a fucking middle linebacker, what makes you think you could take a hit from a car going 200 miles an hour into a wall? Yeah. Where's the uh, outrage about that? It's absolutely horseshit. (laughs) I mean, gosh, I just hope, I hope this is like a, you know, this is, we're going to get past this, I hope, but I, I don't know. I mean, in all seriousness, it has gotten pretty, it has gotten pretty ridiculous. We've been watching some of the clips. It's like the most perfect form tackle that the NFL describes in its like rule book as yeah. the perfect textbook tackle and like flag. Oh man, there was a couple that was like there was one that was like a, a run, and the defensive player it was I think in the Jacksonville game. I could be wrong, but the, the, yeah, the safety for Jacksonville, and and he, the the running back, the fullback was running right towards him with the ball. Right. And the fullback put his helmet down. So the, then the defender had to just like embrace it and tackle him. It was a great tackle. Right. Considering that he was out, out, you know, massed in weight. Right. So he, he had to do what he had to do. And he made the tackle and they 15 yards, 15 yard penalty for the defense. Helmet, the helmet. What's ridiculous yeah. too, is that it's in the rule book that a running back is allowed to lower his head and hit with the crown of his head as he's running the ball Yeah, and a defender. Okay. Just, Favors offense. Right. The yeah, running the back the doesn't have to like, you know, break down and like take the impact of the hit to assure his tackle. He can just run through. His job is to be a battering ram. And then you allow him to use his helmet and you don't allow the defender to. Yeah. It's like, all right. And the defender just got to protect himself. Right. Yeah. Idiotic. I don't know. Just terrible. A lot of these calls are terrible. The roughing the passers. The, uh, I mean, there's, there were so many of them so far. I, I, I'm already disgusted and we're two weeks into preseason, Pat. That's, that's a sign of, t- of the times. All right, back to the college level, though. All right, Zach Smith, <laughs> former, former, <laughs> former White House dick photographer. <laughs> uh, okay, former uh, Ohio State wide receiver coach. Obviously, I hope you realize who he is in this situation because we don't know the outcome of all this, but story broke this week that I thought was just absolutely hilarious that he is he ordered <laughs> to... $2,200 worth of sex toys sent to his office at the, at the, the university in Columbus. He also had sex with a staffer in the office. And one of the best parts, obviously I just touched on it was the, the dick pic in the white house bathroom next to a towel saying president of the United States. Class. I mean, <laughs> Ohio state just doing it up. But I mean, and in the reality here is you and I would do this. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't send if I was going to be dumb enough to send sex toys to. I mean, I would just send them to my house. Right. I mean, (laughs) just dills, just like I mean, I I hope he's not getting dills. Yeah. What is he getting? Flashlight sent there? I mean, I (laughs) could be dills. I don't know. Uh, But I mean, sex with the staffer in the office. I mean, I think that that I would, I would say that there's a decent chance that that could happen with me. Right. <laughs> I would not stop because whoa, 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 you're in my office. This shouldn't happen. Right. I'm like, no, 
If I've anything, done it before. Yeah. If anything, I think it would help the situation being like, Oh, don't do it here. Okay. Let me do it here. Right. right. <laughs> and then the, the bathroom thing is just kind of uh, hilarious to say the least. Right. Yeah. Um, Who hasn't taken a dick pic in the white house bathroom? And- oh, I have not. Cause I've never been to the white house and we grew up in the DC area. So, uh, it's a wow. special occasion. I, I always love that about LA though. It's like, uh, Kobe, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Washington, DC. Yeah. So how's the white house? I got no fucking idea right. how the white house is. Right? Well, Los Angeles, anything West or anything East of like Nevada is the East coast. But, like you're, Oh, you're from Chicago. How, how's the East coast? Yeah. They're it, but, clueless. But no, anytime you mention Washington DC, so, so how's the white house? Right. I, like what, what do you expect? Do you think I'm, I, I live in a branch of it? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's like the classic, like you got a friend that works at home Depot. You know what I mean? And you're trying to get a little hookup. Hey man, can you hook me up with a roof? You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's just ridiculous. Right. But, uh, idiots. So, all right, give me fucking give, idiots yeah, everywhere. Zach Smith, definitely a fucking idiot. Okay. But I don't have a problem with this. Even with all that stuff, the, the sex toys coming in and stuff. Cause how is Urban Meyer going to know about this? He's got a, he's got a team he's coaching. Exactly. Dude. I feel so bad for a lot of the coaches these days. It's like, Oh, something like even with like their players that they're recruiting, your player committed a crime and somehow yeah. you're like the fall guy for it. Yeah. I mean, look, I think Urban Meyer is probably a true scumbag, yeah. but I'm just saying with this breaking news that they were like trying to make it seem like, Oh man, how did urban not know about this? You know how he didn't know about this? Cause he had a team of 90 people. He used, you know, let alone his coaches, let alone every little aspect, tutors, whatever. It, it, it's just so much shit right. trainers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, He's responsible for the behavior of a hundred people somehow. Yeah. And and we're being really un- unrealistic. If you're judging him by uh, a coach having sex in an office or sending dick pics, you know what I mean? I mean, come on. Remember that dolphins coach last year that was doing like blow right? in like a video. Right. I mean, granted that's a professional level, but I don't know. I just feel like we're okay. So what's your prediction? Will Meyer be coaching August 30? No, September 1st against Oregon state. Meyer will 100% be there. 90%. I think because I still think he could get like a three game suspension. Yeah, that's true. You know that's what I mean? True. A little slap on the wrist. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to be fired. Right, right. We, that, we'll that's their excuse soon. for losing the TCU. Oh, Meyer wasn't there. You know, that, that, that would be convenient. <laughs> uh, how about Bobby Petrino in the news, huh? Calling out. Calling out. Talk about, you know, this is basically on the same level as taking a dick pic in the, in a, in the White <laughs> House bathroom. Just going out and calling out Alabama. Saying they're going to beat Alabama, they're twenty-five and a half point dogs currently. I, I love it. His inner ginger got the better. Yeah, of him. the hothead came out and the cat's out of the bag, Bobby. Any chance you just had? Yeah, of pulling that upset. Bold, bold to call out uh, Bama, but uh, I, I it makes the game a little bit more interesting for me. Yeah, you light a fire under your own player's ass when you uh, when you say that kind of thing, but. But when you lose 42 to seven, right? If you right. light a fire under Alabama's ass at the same time, you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I just don't, I mean, I don't know. We'll see this past kid. I, 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 I'm excited to watch him, but you know, I thought that game was kind of a boring game coming into the, that weekend. And now yeah. I guess it's kind of like, you know what? I'm actually kind of excited to watch it. Yeah. You know, the only thing that makes that half. interesting is that it's going to be at Louisville's Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's going to be Alabama asleep at the wheel coming off a national championship. I don't think Alabama does fall asleep at the wheel, but they've done it before. Like Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl, you know, granted, Oklahoma just beat them. They were better than they were. But Alabama, when they're not quite motivated, they they slip up a little sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think they only beat Colorado State by 17 last year. You know? Mm-hmm. Hell. I can, Colorado beat Colorado State by 14. So, showing that. Right. Or actually, seven. No, 17-3, 14. 
Bama, um, Bama is, is human, you know? Exactly. So, I did enjoy that part. And, oh, we got a, we got a new iTunes review, Pat. I enjoyed this. Just, uh, just read it a minute ago. Uh, where is this? All right, find me another five stars, by the way. Best pod going, he says. This is by Pinballs45. I don't know who you are, Pinballs45, but we love you here at the College Experience. I'm blushing. I got a boner at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) He says, find me another pod that ties in Liberty with the Fumble Ruski by Nebraska in 1983. The Dantabase is the only place you can find gems like this. Two entertaining, filthy humans who are a must-listen to on your road trip to Vegas to put money down on some futures on teams who play on Tuesdays. I dig it. Thank you. We thank you for the, the positive review. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, if you could do that more, we'd appreciate it over here at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the College Experience. Um, all right. This episode, we are to review our over and unders. And we're going to pick our basically our top five over and unders that we, we just previewed all 130 teams for you. And we're going to give you our top five. All right? Starting with our fifth. We're both going to name our fifth. Absolutely. Okay. Want me to break it off? So you want to go. And by the way, let me just, let me just get this out of the way, Pat. Let me just knock this out of the ballpark. I like... For my fifth pick, mm-hmm. I am going to go with Iowa State over six and a half wins. Okay. I think Matt Campbell is doing big things. I think the Big 12 is actually in a year of rebuilding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure Oklahoma, TCU, and Texas will all... I mean, Texas hasn't performed that great recently, but I expect them to make a little bit of a jump. Sure. But I just think Iowa State is right there with them. I think when you analyze the team, Iowa State has the best running back in the Big 12, I think. I know Rodney Anderson might say something about that, but uh, I think they're I think they're players. I think they're players in this old... Let's take a quick gander yeah. at this uh, schedule once again. Okay. Yeah, they start out with the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State, who is actually a very good FCS school. They're at Iowa, which I got them winning. Tough game. Yeah. Home to Oklahoma, which I have them winning again. That's a bold prediction by <laughs> me. Two years in a row, Campbell's gonna gonna pull off the the upset against the Sooners. They, they when you look at that, that game control statistic, they were whipping their ass. Oklahoma came back toward the end, but Oklahoma at no point in that game was in it. Norman, which is one of the harder places right. to, to, exactly. to come in and win. Oklahoma was never really a threat to win that game. Even if they lose Oklahoma, let's just say South Dakota State win, Iowa win, Akron win. That's three. At I got, TCU. That's a tough game. I got them losing both those at TCU and at OK State, but they come back and they handle West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Then they get a bye week before Texas Tech at home. I mean, at home in Iowa, that is. That That's a win. At Kansas win. This team this team's going to do it. They're going to beat Baylor at home. They're going to get past six and a half. Yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty damn good bet. Yeah, I think I think worse comes to worse, six and six, but... Uh, when that's your floor. Yeah. And- you know, yeah, I there's like a lot of opportunity for. I like. I actually think they're legit contenders in the Big Twelve. I'm skeptical of that, just because they haven't done it. But from you know a performance standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, I think Matt Campbell has proven that you know because there are a lot of unproven coaches there in the Big Twelve right now, 
He's proven as much as almost any of them, with the exception to obviously Gary Patterson or Shell Snyder. But yeah, short of injuries happening, I mean, if Montgomery goes down, their star running back, I could see this turning into perhaps the wheels fall off. But I doubt that happens. Right. Uh, who's your fifth team, Pat? My fifth team is the Wisconsin Badgers, and. When you think about Wisconsin, their over-under is at 10, so it's hard to have a ton of confidence that any team is going to be solidly over 10. But Wisconsin just lines up as a very, very powerful team that, you know, I've been watching knock on the door for a long time, and especially kind of considering the formula that they've used to succeed – they seem to have all the places for their particular, uh, all the pieces for their particular formula to work. The out of conference schedule favors them this year. So they got the nine conference games, but their out of conference schedule is uh, BYU, who isn't as good as they normally are, uh, New Mexico and Western Kentucky. That should be three easy wins for yeah, them. So, so when you combine that and you look, now they do have some tough road games at Iowa, I, at, at Michigan, Iowa, but at coming Penn off State. of three straight home games to start the season, it's not like they're getting caught. Yeah. Off guard by and they're Iowa. getting it in September, which is huge because I feel like getting a game in Kinnick in November or right. late October is when it gets brutally Those cold body and blow windy. Teams like uh, take advantage late in the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Go to Nebraska, or you, you're home against Nebraska. I doubt Frost will be ready. The at Michigan game. Look, here's another. I have them losing that. They could lose that one. We, but by the way, we both called the over. Right. So, so so. They could lose to Michigan. I mean, here's the thing. When you got Michigan and Wisconsin, right, you're talking about two teams slugging it out. I was watching last year's game just the other day. Wisconsin was just the strong, more physical team. You know, it was but a damn good game. that was in Camp game. Randall. Uh, that's true. That was in Camp this Randall. This is in Ann Arbor, and there's a guy named Shea Patterson, which I think is a difference maker compared to... Oh, it could to, be. It yeah, could I, be I got Michigan loss. winning that game. Yeah. Um, either way, you move on to... Illinois at Northwestern is another potential trap game. Um, Rutgers. Then at Penn State, I think Penn State's about to take a slight step back. Yeah, I got them beating Penn State. Purdue and Minnesota. I mean, I think there's 10 wins there. I think there's 11. I think there might be 12 wins. Look, I want to argue with you, but I agree with this one. I don't don't have it in my top five, but I do like it. I do really, you know. I don't see them going under. There's no fucking way the team's going under 10 wins, especially given their track record and the fact that their schedule sets up the way it does. Um five returning offensive linemen, number two Heisman prospect and Jonathan Taylor, a fucking quarterback that's getting it done in Hornybrook. That, and then, you know, always tough on defense. Uh, I want to say they were one of two teams along with Michigan to finish in the top seven defensively each of the last four years. There we go. I, I mean, mean that, says, that says enough right there. Yeah. Jimmy Leonard doing things. Former New York Jet. All right. Moving over to number four on the top four. Uh, for me, this is a, uh, well, I'm a Colorado fan, Pat. I liked what the Colorado Buffaloes are bringing back. I think they had their transition year last year from all those seniors the year before when they went to the Pac-12 championship game and they won 10 games that season. I'm a big fan of McIntyre as a coach, and obviously I'm a fan of this team, so it, it's a little bit jaded, but I think overall when you look at the Colorado Buffaloes, Vegas has it at five and a half. By the way, you can find this. I mean, I'm quoting mybookie.ag, but I've also seen it at four and a half. Uh, at, I was at South Point, it was four and a half when I checked a couple weeks ago. So, the Colorado Buffaloes, here's my reason why. they Most of the 
skill players that like they lost their top three receivers. I think their backups are actually better than those this year, better than those receivers last year. Last year, they were starting an inexperienced quarterback who had only started three or four games as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. And he did decent. He had, a, he had a, overall, he had a good year, but he had some struggles. And, you know, you're going to do that in your, in your first full year as a starter. Sure. Now you're back junior, junior year. How did he do toward the end of the year? Was he stronger? Yeah. I mean, he definitely looked a lot better than the, it was the first couple of weeks. I thought that he really was like kind of struggling. Yeah. Right. And I just feel like the team in general as a experience all around is now just better. They've recruited better two years ago. Those players are all in position. And when I see it at five and a half and I look and I see, okay, they got the, the, the it's not an easy schedule though. Uh, it's not, but also here's another reason that factors in for me. UCLA and Arizona state are in transition. Even Arizona's in transition. And I think they're highly overrated. Yeah. And catching them at home, UCLA and Arizona that also drawing Oregon state and Cal and Washington from the North and Washington state. But uh, the Washington one's the, the bad one, but yeah, that's I think the other ones are winning winnable games. So when you look at that, Colorado state is one win for me. I think at Nebraska, getting them week two is a big advantage, even though it's not uh, playing at Lincoln's never easy. It's going to be a tough game, but I still think, wouldn't you rather get them there yeah, than early, later in the sure, season? For sure. Apparently frost just, I mean, look, it, it, I think it's, I, 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 I gotta be honest. I'm not, that sure about how simple frost system is. It just struck me as kind of complex when you're mixing elements of the spread option and the triple option together. Yeah. You know, how, how are you going to pick that up in two weeks? But even if they lose that game, let's just say that they win Colorado state, they lose to Nebraska. Then they're home to new Hampshire, which is actually a top 10 FCS school, but they should be able to handle new it's Hampshire a long trip. Yeah. yeah. So I got them at two wins right there. Then they're, they get a bye week before they're home to UCLA. Who's I don't think going to be ready this year to really be legit. I got that as their third win. Then they're home to Arizona State with Herman Edwards once again. Talented team, but I don't know what to expect, especially I don't know what to expect from them on the road. Right. This team could start 5 and 0. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. And then 4 and 1 seems yeah. doable. 3 and 2 likely, you know. Well, and then they go through the tough the tough patch October 13th, October 20th at USC and at Washington. Okay, they're going to get they're going to get blown out probably both those games, right? Yeah. Then they're home to Oregon State. So That's another win. Yeah. And then they're at Arizona, which I think is a winnable game. I'm not saying they're going to definitely win that game. I think it's a winnable game. Home to Washington State, very winnable game. Even Utah at home, I think, is a winnable game. And then at Cal. so you, if, Well, depending on how they've been recruiting, and you would know better than I would because you're watching them more closely than I am, I have seen them like getting a little more talent. Um, games like home against Utah, where Utah is probably – a slightly more talented team, but then you look at what Colorado did a couple of years ago, and yeah. you know maybe last year was just a slight step back. If they if they're really getting back to that level, you know where they're in that nine, eight, nine, ten win season yeah. kind of, then yeah, those are those are games you should win. I just think the the, the floor for this year is six and six making a bowl, okay. and that's above what I have. Uh, I mean, the five this Vegas has a five and a half, four and a half at certain places. So I think that's a, a sure bet. I'm going to push back on you. Okay. 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 Colorado State. I'm not sure if okay. I'm going under on that, but I don't know how safe I think it is. Colorado State, always a dogfight. Always. Uh, always. Oh, they're going Bronco Stadium. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's in fine. Denver. In Denver, yeah. Okay. At Nebraska, who knows how lit that stadium is going to be. I agree. That's kind of a toss-up game. Uh, I agree with you, New Hampshire, UCLA, and Arizona State all kind of should favor See, but Colorado. That's three right there. You're giving yeah. them for sure three wins right there. 
Not for sure, but they should favor in all, okay. all of those. Um, at USC and at Washington, agreed should be losses. Oregon State win. Okay. So that's four right there. And that's if they lose to Colorado State and Nebraska. Let me just look at potential yeah. losses. Colorado At Colorado State, at Nebraska, at USC, at Washington, at Arizona, Washington, Utah. I mean, there's like six tough games right there. Well, that's six and six. Right. So you're, we'll saying, you're saying they're not going to beat one team they shouldn't beat? We shall see. This is where your uh, favorite homerism. Well, no, because I went under on ECU. So you're seeing that also. Okay. He's a biased piece of shit, folks. Don't buy the crap that Colby's selling you. Pass on Colorado. All right. But before, yeah, don't listen to this schmuck. But before we get into Pat's, <laughs> Pat's uh, fourth team, we're going to say, hey, the college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play, win, get paid over at mybookie.ag, fellas. Mm. Make these bets over there. You can go right now. We're giving you our top plays of the season, and this is just free money, guys. That's right. Everyone loves college football, but you know what else everyone loves? Free money. Free fucking money. Go get it. You get a little bit of both here. Okay, give me your fourth team. Let me just get this stuff going. Number four team on the list here is the Miami Hurricanes being given 10 wins by Vegas. Um, that's that's going to be tough to get to. Well, the irony here is that's my number three team, so we can both go over this at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. This, is this our own, I think this is perhaps probably our only team that we both have on you the see list. see how we do it? We keep yeah. it interesting for you guys. Um, and we disagree on a lot. Actually, I'm in agreement with most of what we're saying. We just have to fucking tell each other we're pieces of shit. It's part of what we do. Exactly. Uh, exactly. What makes this relationship So 10 healthy. wins for Miami, who I thought was a very fortunate team last year. And I also thought they were counterfeit. I thought they were counterfeit. And this year they start out against LSU in a neutral site game in Houston. Now LSU seems to be getting a lot of transfers and suspensions. I was favoring LSU. I, I'm, if there's one 50-50 game of week one, it's this game. Definitely. But I think they could easily still lose this game. Yeah, I'm almost sliding back to, you know, with recent developments. Yeah. And thinking about Miami's, like, uh, you know, Rick has just been getting the talent in there. And he coaches to the level of the talent. I w- a week ago. He's like what uh, Kramer refers to as a gatekeeper kind of coach. Yeah. You know? And where you're going to get to the talent level of your players, and Miami's fucking really talented. So to see them in that ten win ten win range on a regular basis would not be surprising at all. In fact, I'd expect it soon. But this schedule is a little tough. Yeah, a week ago I had this as LSU like fifty two percent that I think that they're going to win. Miami forty eight, but then a couple quarterbacks transferred, a wide receiver got arrested. I, I'm going to say right now I'm leaning actually 51 to 49 Miami. <laughs> right. Still not a safe bet yeah. to start a season, start a 10 win season off. So, 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 you know, give them the win, give them Bug the win. It. Okay. Then they're home to Savannah state. That's a win. Mm-hmm. Then they're at Toledo, which dangerous ass game, dangerous game. Let's just say they win it. Sure. And then they're home to your Florida international Panthers pet. <laughs> they're going to get that win though. So there'll be four and right there. And, you, yeah. and people will think, wow, these guys are idiots. Yeah, then they're home to North Carolina, which I might add, North Carolina's players should be off suspension by then. I think all of them are, yeah. Still going to get that one in Miami. Although... Still a, a dangerous game. Sure. I think I would not be surprised if... That's one yeah. where, like, 50 Miami fans are going to show up at the stadium and, like, you know, it's going to be a noon game or something, and... No, 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 it's a Thursday night. Oh, uh, Thursday nighter. But, hmm. 
But okay, let's just say Miami wins at their five and zero. Okay, here's where Things they take the first yes. potential L here. They play Florida State in Miami, but I think Florida State's the better team. Sure. I think Florida State beats them. Yeah, I mean Florida State was probably the better team last year in the midst of their worst team so, in like a decade. So assuming they didn't even lose to LSU, which I think they could lose, that puts them at what four and five and one, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're at Virginia. And if you remember last year, Virginia had the lead, almost, had a decent lead. almost won in Miami. Yeah. And I, I think I'll give it to Miami, but I think that's a very losable game. Virginia of all teams, for some reason has had Miami's number over the past, you know, decade. Yeah. And, uh, they're just a threat. You know, I'm still, I'll give Miami the win there, but it's just one of those games that you're talking about a 10 win season. You can't have hiccup games. Yeah. So then they're six and one little bye week. Bye week, and then they go to Boston, and you know I called this one. Boston College yeah. is going to beat them. They're too Late physical. October. It's cold as hell. Yeah, that's six and two. Mm-hmm. Then they're home to Duke. Duke's supposed to be much improved this year. Yeah, a threat. Yeah, you know, they I'll should s- beat them. They I'll sh- still give them the W here. Mm-hmm. Seven and two. Then they're at Georgia Tech, a team that I thought completely outplayed them last year. Some questionable coaching uh, by the Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. electing to not kick field goals. With a with a, with a with a seven point lead with a couple minutes left in the game, now granted their kicker was terrible, but this was Paul Johnson is a high school coach. Yeah, he he's makes a very some very good high questionable calls. <laughs> yeah, but I I thought Georgia Tech outplayed him, and I I would not be surprised if they lost this game. I mean, they, both these next two games at Georgia Tech and at Virginia they're gonna Tech they're going to go into Blacksburg and Blacksburg yeah, they're going to lose is, they could lose both of dude, those with the ACC coast on yeah. the line. You're going to fucking Lane Stadium against the like arch rival, basically. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. They could lose both of those games. And then even the season finale against Pitt, I gave him the W against Pitt, but Pitt's still a team that could fuck you up. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's right. This is only my fourth best bet just because Miami what? could just like live up to their talent and they're talented. They're Look more those talented. away games though, dude. They're those less talented games. than LSU and Florida state, but they're more talented than 10 teams on their uh, roster. But even still, they're just not a, Discipline team. I, and I, I like like I called them last year to lose at Pitt. The at BC game this year is the one they lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia took them down or Georgia Tech took them down. That's right. I mean, this potentially could be a team that goes seven and five. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I doubt they do that. I think they're probably more eight and four, nine and three. Sure. But I would not be shocked if they went seven and five. Yeah. The, the odds that this team gets to 11 wins, really small. So yeah. Yeah. Better, better bet is... The under for sure. So that was my number three. So now you get to continue the role because we. Uh, okay, now yeah. we're gonna get to your. Well, let's go your number four, and then we'll. Well, go no, I did my number four was Colorado. Oh, that's right. So I'm my sorry. number three was also Miami, which was your number four. Oh, look, that you're ahead of me. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, I feel more confident on them losing to Virginia or or Boston College or Georgia Tech. Gotcha. Or Virginia Tech, that's or LSU, true. or Toledo. You know any of those games. You know, Boom. V- very capable of losing. Very capable of losing. Let's go with my number three then. I got my number three as Florida State, seven and five. Take the over, folks. I, I agreed with the over, I think, on the podcast. I did not have it in my top five, but let's break down the schedule. Home to Virginia Tech on, uh, on Labor Day. Uh, it's I think, a losable game. I think they might lose that game, but... I think we, you you went with the win. I went with the win because, you know, Virginia Tech has struggled so uh, much from an injury and a draft and a uh, transfer standpoint and a suspension standpoint on the defensive end that 
Uh, especially with DeAndre Francois back, I could easily see um, Florida State, you know, taking a close win under a hyped up uh, under a hyped up crowd at Doak Labor Day. Uh, then they get Samford, and that's a win in mm. Tallahassee. That's right. Hughes, Northern uh, Illinois, win-win. At Louisville, potential loss. Yeah. That's potential loss. At Miami, they're going to get one of those two. Yeah, they'll get one of those two. So it'll be what, five and one right there, right? Four and two at worst. Yeah. You know? And then you got... A bye week before Wake Forest, so you think mm-hmm. that's five wins. Clemson in Tallahassee. I'm going to give Clemson that one. Yeah, give it to Clemson, but I mean, at least it's in right. Tallahassee. Right. Uh, I think they're better than NC State. I do too. I think they go to Notre Dame and lose. I think um, they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Okay. And then I yeah. think they went out at Boston College in Florida, or home to Boston College in Florida. So at most, I got them losing like four games, and that's them like yeah. kind of losing a lot of those close games. I see this team as like a nine-win team, maybe even ten. You're, we're talking about a team that started out last year as the number three team in the country before DeAndre Francois went down. The wheels fell off. Like They've had a great run of 10, 11-win seasons under Fisher. Let's just call last year – uh, a hiccup, yeah. a fluke, and see Florida State back to where they've been, you know? So seven and a half seems pretty fucking low for a program like that. There we go. And then I move to my number two. If you can go over there and click on that team, the Boston College Golden War Eagles. Uh, <laughs> I uh, Vegas has the over-under at six. I love this team. They have one of the best offensive lines in the country. I'd say it's a top five offensive line. They have a very good defense. They have a running back that you could argue, I think, for best in the country. That's right. And uh, they have a quarterback that's going to be coming back from an injury that's now now an experienced quarterback. I like this team, and I like everything that sets up for them. Six wins. They play four out-of-conference games right there. Let's do this. UMass, week one. Dub. Win. Holy Cross, week two. Dub. At Wake Forest, Wake Forest's quarterback suspended for that game. Probably a dub. Uh, I like that one. I feel pretty good about that. Three and oh. At Purdue, I have them winning in Purdue. That's tough. I, I would think that they might drop one of the wake they, at wake at Purdue games. I mean, even if they lose to Purdue, but I have them beating Purdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're home to Temple, which I got winning. Mm-hmm. So right, right there, what's that? Two, four and one. If, if worst they drop case, one, yeah, yeah. If they could be five and zero. Oh. They could be five and zero. Oh, yeah. At NC State, I think they're better than NC State. I think this NC State. Game. I think NC State's going to drop this year. They're returning a, or they lost a ton of players. I know he's been recruiting better. Everyone's pretty high on NC State, but yeah. you know, I think I, I would not be shocked. They're prone to disappoint. Yeah. Uh, then they're home in Chestnut Hill to Louisville once Gonna again. Be another good game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they get a bye week before Miami. I already told you that I got them beating Miami. Louisville is the type of team that might just not be able to deal with physical like running. But I mean, look right there. I mean, I got them at one, two, three. Like, even if they lose to Purdue, four. I think six, six and two through eight, right? Mm-hmm. Then at Virginia Tech, let's give it a loss. Home to Clemson, let's give it a loss. At Florida State, let's give it a loss. But then they're home to Syracuse to end the season, and that that's seven wins right there. But like I said, the the, the over unders at six. I that's with them assuming that they're going to lose one of those games. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you're really high on uh, Boston College, which personally, you know, I see that they have the pieces in place with AJ Dillon and. Supposedly, uh, Adazio's, you know, one of his better teams there, which who I really like as a coach, Adazio, um, Wake and uh, Purdue, not traditional like 
world beater. So, I mean, if you think that they're better than them and they're going to win this Well, game, I also have them losing one of the Louisville or NC State games. Right. I mean, it, this team, it, honestly, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that they start out, what, like? 6-0. 6-0, right? and yeah. And then all you would need is one win the rest of the year. Now, that's a, a, a really tough four-game stretch. Uh, but that you end with Syracuse, that would put you at seven, assuming you lose the, those four. But I actually think they're going to beat one of the one or two of those four. Which would teams. give you eight. No, we got yeah. them potentially starting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven and zero. Oh. Yeah, seven. Oh. That would be crazy. Boston College at seven and zero. Oh. Top ten again. Matt Ryan years. <laughs> right. Okay, who's your number two team, Pat? My number two team. Let's take a little gander here. Number two team to go over and under, and I think. This may, I, I thought you were uh, locked in on these guys, but apparently, apparently not, Colby. I, you know what I just realized is I forgot to put Tulane on my list. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, you know, rushed this over together, but Tulane is another play over five and a half that I love. And Colby yeah. is in love with Tulane. So let's, we can maybe make a bonus out of that. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say I'll even nix the, uh, the, I, I think I like Tulane even over Iowa State. You know what I mean? Right. So, Okay, so I was going to look at uh, my number two best bet for you guys is the Houston Cougars. Cougars. That was on my short list of oh, teams. Yeah. That was on there. That I was mean, on my. If I had, I had ten teams written down. Like I said, and I somehow forgot Houston or forgot Tulane. But I love the Houston play over seven and a half. Year two, usually a, a nice little improvement. Kendall Bryles coming in at OC. Defense is loaded. Got nah. some grad transfers from. Uh, uh, Tennessee and Notre Dame coming in. That's right. Not the toughest schedule I've ever seen, to be honest. Um, home game against Arizona is the toughest. Uh, well, they, I guess they won game. in Tucson last year. Okay. Yep. So there you go. And a new coach in Arizona is going to, it's not like uh, Kevin Sumlin's even a definite upgrade over Rich Rodriguez. Yeah. You know, especially coming I mean, in. at rice week one, they're going to blow out rice. Yeah. Home to Arizona, I, I would quite frankly favor Houston in that game. At uh, Texas Tech, I think is a lose. They lost last year by I think three yeah. at home against Texas Tech. Oof. Uh, I still think that's a winnable game. I think they're better than Texas Tech. Um, Texas Southern at home, Tulsa at home. Let's at just Eastern. say they lose one of the Arizona Texas Tech games. Okay. So they're three and one to start the year. Then they get Tulsa four and one at ECU five and one at Navy. They seem to struggle at Navy. Tough game. Give them a loss. Okay, Fuck so it. five and two. Then they're home to, to USF, and I, I actually think they're better than USF. I think it, because it's at home, too, yeah. it's a kind of a long trip. So you I'll, favor them. I'll go six and two at SMU. I'll give them that seven and two. Home to Temple, home to Tulane. Eight and two. Well, Tulane is going to upset them. They'll be eight and no, three. No, at Memphis, not. they win nine and three. This team is a 10 fucking win season, yeah. and yeah. They're, they're, they're being given what are you gonna do seven and a half wins. Them? I will... I'll be your right hand man for real. I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna think, take my right hand across this table. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna I think what you punch do, you in the fucking face. What you do is you take me to down to New Orleans and we party with some Tulanians. Uh Tulanians. with some green waivers. Hell yeah. Uh okay. Ten wins for the fucking coups. I agree with you though. I love this play. It Great was it, play. it was in my top ten list. You know, uh, I, I really like the the Bryles hire too. I think the OC or the offense should run a lot more smoothly than the last year. Uh, all right. My number one play, and this might shock you, is the Bowling Green Falcons Ooh. under five and a half. <laughs> the hatred. <laughs> Look, they've you already had a bunch of players suck ass this year. Bowling Green. They've already had a bunch of players, uh, you know, suspended or leave the team uh, or injured. 
and I don't think they're very good. Uh, the past two years, they didn't win many games, and if you look at their out-of-conference schedule, it's absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. So you start out week one, I think five and a half. They almost have Bowling Green as a bowl team. Bowling Green as a bowl oh, team. They right? should be bowling. Hello. Hey. Uh, okay. At Oregon, they're going to lose, I think, 56 to 10. That's generous. Yes. Then they're home to Maryland. Now, there's all this turmoil, but I think Maryland's just a much more physical, better team. Yeah. So I got Maryland winning that. Yeah. Then they're home against Eastern Kentucky, who wants to go to the FBS. Mm. Give them the dub in that one. Yeah, they are going to win that one. Bowling Green will, even though I think they lost to their FCS last year. Uh, so let's say one and two. Then they're home to Miami, Ohio, which I'm really high on. I think Miami, Ohio wins that one. They're one and three. Then they're at Georgia Tech, which this game will be filthy because the triple option on that soft-ass Bowling Green defense. Man, you really got to give them props for their out-of-conference yeah. schedule. Yeah. Three well, power five yeah. teams, two uh, of which have like won BCS yeah. games in like the last 10 years. Yeah. Or five years. Uh, so so we got them right there, one and four. Then they're at Toledo, one and five. Home to Western Michigan, one and six. At Ohio, one and seven. They get a bye week, and then they play Kent State, which I actually think is a very winnable game. I Give think two. Yeah, two. At Central Michigan, that's a loss. At Akron, I think will be a loss because Terry Bowden's a good coach. Home to Buffalo, I think would be a loss. Even if they were to win one of those, let's just say they upset Buffalo. That's three wins. They're still very, very There's far just away. Zero chance. Yeah, that this they team wins. gets to six. <laughs> yeah, six wins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's my best play for the whole entire college you know, football season. That's a damn good play. Yeah. When you're scheduled, when you're bowling fucking green, you're scheduling at Oregon, <laughs> at Georgia Tech, and home, home against Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Get out of here, jeez. I mean, I wish more teams were like Bowling Green, but yeah, yeah give exactly. yourself a damn break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your number one, Pat? My number one. You know and. Quite frankly, Houston might be a safer bet to uh, get there on the uh, over of seven and a half. But another team in Texas, given seven and a half wins and a little more high profile of a team. Um, and it's just the fact that I have this team winning their fucking conference. You know, seven and a half wins for TCU. That was on my short list. It's a slap in their damn It didn't face. make my top five, but it was on my top ten. It was in my top ten. It is a slap in Gary Gar- Patterson. He's too face. good of a coach. You know, he has a hiccup year once in a blue moon, but this is not going to be it. Start out the year. They, they did just lose their defensive tackle, who's a stud for the year. Mm. But, come on. He's the type of guy that's going to... I mean, he's a defensive stud, and that offense has exploded. He's basically what I've wanted to see Virginia Tech become for the longest time with, you know, Bud Foster having that invert cover two, interception, sack-like power-like defense, um, scary defense, and then you put, like, a a vicious spread offense to go with it. It's it's Nightmare City. So so, so seven and a half is what Vegas tells us. They they start out the season on September 1st against the Southern – Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars from the uh, yeah, FCS. That's a 65 to 13 game, mm-hmm. I think. At SMU for the uh, gridiron, whatever. Yeah, they're going to destroy SMU and Sony Dykes. They'll be 2-0. and And then they're home to, I- or technically it's a neutral site game, but it's pretty much a yeah. home game in Arlington, Jerry's World against Ohio State, which before it looked like I was really favoring Ohio State, but with all this turmoil, I mean, you that game wonder. is, what, three, four weeks away now? Yeah. Like, Ohio I, State, that's a, that's. I, a time I'm going to say it's a loss, but I, I would not be surprised if TCU got the W. Okay. And uh, it's a 50-50 game, but the fact that 
there's and this is maybe me, me being a little biased here, but you think TCU doesn't remember getting snubbed for Ohio State, a team that they clearly had a better resume than a couple years ago for the first. And what did Ohio student, State do on? They went won the national championship. TCU fucking destroyed Ole Miss. Destroyed Ole Miss was yeah. up like twenty eight nothing in the first the quarter. Final score was like forty one to three. Yeah, or they, something. they like pumped the brakes like they yeah. did because they're a classy organization, not a team that runs up to score fifty nine nothing in yeah the championship game. Um, anyway, I think TCU might get that win at Texas. Look, that's I, a tough game. I got them starting out two and two. They could, but they I could. still love the play because then they're home to Iowa State. I got them three and two. They get a bye before they're home to Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Got them four and this two. This is the real one. We're going to know how good they are. On at this four game. and two, they're home to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. which I think is a, is a really winnable Very game. Very winnable game. Like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Let's say they lose that. Okay. Right? Four and three at Kansas win five and three. Home Kansas State to Kansas State uh, in six Fort and Worth. three. Yeah, they should win that. At West Virginia. <clears throat> That's a tough game. Let's just say they lose that. They're a better team than West Virginia, up and down, but going to Morgantown yeah. is tough. Six and six and four at Baylor, they should win. Yeah, even though that's a rival. Seven again. and four, and then home to Oklahoma State. I, I would actually favor them, so I would go eight and four, and that's with them losing the games. All of their tough yeah. games. Yeah, you know, th- this team could go eleven and one. They could yes. go ten and two. They're probably between. They probably should have been at and, nine I mean, and a half. And, and we might be giving Texas way too much credit for a team that never looked that great yeah, at all last year. Yeah. yeah, this team should. The bar should be set at nine and a half wins for this team. They're giving them seven and a half. That's a fucking really safe play. So, there given given Patterson's track record, especially when when you look at your preseason schedule and you see like potential Big Twelve championship, that gives you like that much more motivation in the off season to get better. I think they're going to come in smoking. You know, yeah. I think they're going to be a good team this year. Yeah. They named uh, Sean Robinson starting quarterback a couple of days ago. I had him on my, uh, I, I did a write up on uh sports gambling podcast.com uh, of 10 players. You will know their names by uh, the end of September. And I wrote this probably back in like April or May. And uh, Sean Robinson was on that list. Cause I saw him play a little bit last year. And even though he was a freshman, there were flashes that I thought he could be a player. Shades of uh, Boykin. There you go. Exactly. Tra- Trayvon Boykin we're talking about. And uh, one little last nugget. This Ohio State game, week three, played at where? Jerry's World. Jerry's in World. Fort, which is right next to Dallas. It's right next to Dallas. And that just happens to be where Ohio State beat Alabama. Ooh. In the Sugar Bowl. Ooh. I didn't or, even make or no, 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 no. That's where they beat uh, Oregon. No. Oregon for the national yeah. championship. Yeah. Okay. So TCU had to sit there and watch a team. They were better than wishing that win a national championship in that stadium yeah. in their home city. They're going to be yeah. fucking fired. Ohio State didn't even belong in there. That's right. That's why the invitational is nonsense, but you know what? Who's not nonsense, Pat odd shark. The college experience is brought to you by odd shark. So head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends that simply you will not find anywhere else. So follow them on Twitter at OddShark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. They are fantastic. Okay. We've done our top five games or our top five over-unders for teams, so it's your job to go bet these things and make some cash. But you know what? We're going to give you, before we get into our inventational playoff, you know, predictions, uh, I got, let's talk Heisman. Let's talk Heisman. You, you know, you want to go out there and sprinkle some money 
on some Heisman long shots or some favorites that you think, hey, you know, maybe I can maybe I can win some money this year on, on a nice uh, payout on a Heisman, uh, you know, you know, uh, a Baker Mayfield, say, mm-hmm. right? That came out of nowhere a little bit. Heisman dark horse, yeah. Heisman long shot, whatever. Uh, maybe like a Rashan Salam, Pat. Rest Ooh. in paradise. Rest in paradise, indeed. Uh, okay. Heisman candidates here. I got, I got, I'm looking here. Let's get, let's do a favorite where we pick our favorite and then let's do a long shot. And I will start things off as my favorite. When I look at this list, I mean, they want you to take one of these running backs, but I say, you know what, Pat? I say quarterback is where the game is moved to. typically go. Yes. Especially nowadays. And that's why I like the play of, this is my favorite too. This is not my dark horse is Jake Browning at plus 1,800. Woo! Jake Browning, if you don't know, is the quarterback of Washington. He's a four-year starter. This is his senior season. He started in his freshman year. And I think there's a great chance that this team is undefeated yeah. at the end of the season going into the playoffs. Yeah, at the, the very least, 11-1 yeah. and one or 12-1 yeah. and one with the playoff bid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that week one against Auburn, He'll get his chance, but I just think this guy's been starting for four years. That's a huge advantage, almost like Mayfield in his fourth year. Mm-hmm. Really turned a corner. And uh, I love the play. I, I also think, like I said, the, the only thing that might hurt him, which I actually think is a real thing living on the West Coast, is I do believe there is a complete East Coast bias. Oh, sure. Not only in the rankings. Right. Because, and, and rightfully so. I mean, if I was living on the East Coast with a family, I don't think I'd be up at one in the morning watching. Right you know, the end of the Oregon-Washington State game or right. whatever game, you know what I mean? But with that said, with technology nowadays, they shouldn't do that. They should, if that's your job, you should watch those games right. when you wake up, right? You can record it, DVR, there's YouTube Cloud, yeah. all that nonsense. This isn't 1958 where, yeah. you know, yeah, where there's one, not on TV. Yeah, exactly. So my play is Jake Browning at plus 1,800 as my favorite That's a play. good play. Yeah, That's which good. actually, that, I th- a lot of people could have that as a good dark horse at plus 1,800. Right, exactly. What are you thinking for the favorite, Pat? Favorite. Now, this one was tough for me, um, and it's it's kind of just off of what I've felt all offseason, and you know what? Not very interesting, guys. Chalk. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor at... Wisconsin, I think I see Wisconsin, honestly, and we'll get there. They're going to have a great season. And when you're a potential playoff team, if you make the playoff team and you're the best player on a playoff team and you have a 2,000-yard rushing season, which I think Jonathan Taylor is capable of behind five starters and a quarterback that can you know, push the defense back a little bit, you're going to have some giant holes to run through. He's a damn good back. But, I expect him to be at like... But, but is, is that who you actually took? That's took? not my pick. Okay. Jonathan Taylor is very tempting, but Wh- my pick... Which I think is smart considering Michigan's defense, Iowa's defense. You know, they're not going to play Ohio State, I don't think, this year in the regular season, but there's some good defenses there. They're going to they're gonna play some good defenses. I still think Jonathan Taylor goes off and has yeah. an insane... No, I still season. think so, too. But I, I like your pick yeah. better than... The thing about... My pick, and if you guys haven't figured it out yet, it's Stanford's Bryce Love. Uh, he's just fucking awesome. Yeah. He is going to have a gazillion. Barry 20, Sanders-ish. Yeah. Yeah. 20-yard type, 20-plus, 50-plus yard and, runs. And you got weaker defenses with the exception to maybe Washington. Right. Uh, so they should be able to. I expect Stanford yeah. to have a good year. I think uh, USC goes up there and loses to Stanford in week one, two. two or three. Week two, yeah. Week two, mm-hmm. which... Um, makes Stanford at the end of the season, even though I see it as Washington versus USC in the Pac-12 championship game. I have Washington winning that. 
And Stanford, with that head-to-head victory, they get the Rose Bowl nod. And so Love could it maybe go off against Notre Dame, too, you know? He could go yeah. off against Notre Dame. Um, you get a running back with 2,000 yards that's been knocking on the door for several years. As well, a great and he back. missed, like, a game, I think, or two last right. year. He's, yeah. a, an expl- he's a fucking rifle of a running back. So you um, went chalk. I, I mean, look, that's solid. I, I think the quarterback play is more of the better play, but let's talk dark horse. My dark horse is a guy that I think his team could make some noise. I mentioned this. I almost, I had them on my short list as well. I'm talking about the Mississippi state Bulldogs and I'm talking about Nick Fitzgerald, you know, new coach in town, but man, he's got a great supporting cast around him. This guy, once again, senior quarterback, I always think that matters. You get that experience under your belt, you know, now granted new, new offense he's learning, but I think it would be a better off. I think oh, it, oh, yeah. it's similar. Yeah. Mullen's a good offense, but, and, and we're talking about Moorhead the former Penn State OC is now the head coach of Mississippi State, but Nick Fitzgerald is at plus 4,000. I think that's a hell of a good play, especially considering what happens if they upset Bama or Auburn mm. or, or, or one of these great teams. This is hugely dependent on that happening because even if he has a spectacular, even if he has by far the best season, a player from Mississippi State isn't going to get the love. They almost beat Bama last year. Right. They're they, a good team, you know? Yeah. And so if they if they can a somewhat uh let's say just because LSU is down a somewhat weaker uh SEC West than we yeah. typically have had. I got them finishing second in the SEC West. Ooh, the door is open yes. for for that kind of run to be made. If, if they somehow can come out of the SEC West and uh, shit, if they can win the SEC, he should win the Heisman, you know? Yeah. Because well, I just think if you're in second, I mean maybe one one little thing, maybe a kick six thing happens. I don't know. You sure. know what I mean? Who knows? But I think as a long shot, that payout's incredible. Uh, Pat, who's your long shot? My long shot gets the same odds, and he's a guy that's flying way under the radar. And it's it's a really it's a it's a roll of the dice, which you're going to get with this guy. But well, yeah, anyway, with our long shots, I mean, yeah, kind of roll of the dice. yeah, that's true. That's the reason they're a long shot. But I have my guy as Notre Dame quarterback Brandon Wimbush. Look, I'll be quite frank with you. There's a 50-50 chance this guy's not even starting by the end of the year because Ian, and I'm coining this term right now, the good book. Oh. Hello, oh, Notre man. Dame. Um, he he could be. He's he stepped up. He's a little bit of a better passer. But according to Brian Kelly, Brandon Wimbush has made major strides. He's the type of quarterback that Brian Kelly had in Everett Golson that is just a great runner. And, you know, if he can get that accuracy under control, then you have an explosive guy that could take Notre Dame to the playoffs. ESPN has a metric that put uh, Notre Dame as a 23% chance to go to the playoffs to start the season. If they beat Michigan at home in the opener, that percentage skyrockets to 53%. Let Notre Dame Wait, have... what's the playoffs, though? Oh, the Invitational, sorry. Oh, the Invitational. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. I thought College Football didn't have a true playoff. Yeah, we're yeah. not going FCS. Yeah. They're okay. not going to drop down exactly. to FCS. Exactly, FCS is, because uh, if so, that'd be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah. But, Props uh, to Notre Dame, but, but yeah. they don't play FCS teams because yeah. they're not bitches like Ex- the SEC. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but number seven, Notre Dame quarterback with the golden helmet going to the playoffs for the first time, going to the Invitational for the first time. There's something there. I think this is a solid play by you because I, I, I still think, even though I, I'm a little bit more reluctant to think Notre Dame uh, is is a invitational candidate, uh, I still think if they can win some of those games, they get those games at home like yeah. we talked about. That schedule sets up nice. Yeah, it sets up. I mean, it's a tough schedule, but it still yeah. sets up nice so that if if you know they get hot and he can do this and win those games, 
hey, Notre Dame's a school that, you know, they're already looking at. That for some right. reason, the world loves them. Right. I, I can't stand them personally, but right. it's been 30 but, years yeah. since they've done a damn thing, but, but okay. Uh, I think that's, I think that's solid, you know? Uh, so if you would go over to my bookie.ag and you can place these bets today, guys, you don't even need to go to Vegas. You could just go and place these things online right now, but that's what I'm talking about. Uh, moving along, we got week zero coming up guys. Week zero is coming, but before we get there, Let's talk BetQL. The college experience is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas. And the best part? BetQL is free to download from your Apple or Android device. So do us a favor and head over to do yourself a favor and head over to betql.co to download the app today. All right. Look at this, guys. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. We have four games on the schedule. For August 25th, my father's birthday. My father's birthday. A great man. Right? And what would a great man be doing on his birthday? He'd be watching some great football action. I don't Booze. care who it is. We got week drinking zero. Mr. Fib. <laughs> yes. Drinking Mr. Fib. Watching Arnold Schwarzenheimer movies. Uh, we got, okay, Duquesne from the FCS. I, I actually think they're a decently ranked FCS team. I don't think they're top 10, but I do believe... They might be top 25. Mm-hmm. I can't recall. But Duquesne at UMass, 2.30 p.m. kick. That's a West Coast time. We're over here recording in Los Angeles. So that would be, you know, what, 5.30 over on the East Coast. Uh, this game, UMass is a 23-point favorite. And you know what? I don't know what the hell to think besides, I mean, I'm high on this UMass team, but I'll say this. Duquesne, they're located in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a, t- a city Tough that, city. yeah. And I think 23 points, a lot of points. <laughs> so, you know what? Give me Duquesne. Bet your life savings yeah. on this one. <laughs> Give me Duquesne. By the way, you're going to see the first two games that we preview. It's hard to find the lines on these things. I had to go deep into the interweb to find the lines. Right. I almost don't even want to talk. <laughs> these first yeah. two games. The database might have some insight on these. I mean, Duquesne's got a great running back. I'll say that. Okay. Okay, but but I'm high on UMass. That's, so, so... so. But 23 points is 23 points. You know what? Fuck it. Give me, du- give me du- Duquesne. That's right. You, you know, it could, the early season teams haven't gotten it together yeah. yet, so it could go one way or another. Yeah. Um, I would not bet this if I were you, but I'm right. saying, I'm, I, you know what, guys? I try to give you every little bit of, uh, like, if you got $20 in, in your account online and you're just like, you know what? I want to place a bet. It's football week zero. Uh, it's a real game. I'm going to argue with you here. The UMass Minutemen. <laughs> they are looking to come up in the game. They're going to challenge Boston College for supremacy. I actually think they're, they're going to go bowling this year. Oh, wow. I called that. Duquesne. Yeah, Duquesne is not going to keep up with the Minutemen. It is take the over. Uh, on no, this. Yeah, no, no, no. The over. Take UMass yeah, to, yeah, minus twenty three because the over. I don't. I didn't even get that information. Uh, but okay, next up, and this is on ESPN Prairie View A and M or Prairie View. At Rice, 4 p.m. West Coast kick. Rice minus 18 and a half. Wait, wait, wait. There's Prairie View. Uh, tell me they just changed their name. No, no, no. It, it's the same one. I don't know okay. if I, if I, uh, as far as I know. <laughs> if there was right? Prairie View and, and Prairie View, View and, <laughs> that would be a fucking smoking rivalry uh, in a cornfield in, or where a prairie. Yeah. In. Once again, Rice was absolutely awful last year. They're breaking in a new head coach. I'm going to say take the points in Prairie View. 18 and a half is a lot of points. Rice had a lot of people transfer out of the program. 
I, you know, I got no, I got, I got no real opinion on this. This will be on ESPN, but I'm saying if I had to go one way, I'll take 18 and a half points on a team that won one game last year. You know what? Out of spite for this being a fucking week zero shithole game, I'm not even going to talk about this. Okay. This is below me to okay. fucking talk about this game. All right. Well, let's move along then. And the next two games I am excited about because we finally get into two decent games. Hawaii, the uh, conference game on week zero, the Rainbow Warriors go to Fort Collins, Colorado to take on Colorado State. It's a 4.30 kick, CBS Sports. Uh, now, some interesting news right now. Mike Bobo, the head coach of the Colorado State Rams, has had some health issues. He had some numbness in his feet. I don't know that he'll be coaching this game. But in general, Colorado State, 14-point favorite. They're starting. They, they just named their starting quarterback, the Washington grad transfer, uh, K.J. Carter Samuels. And uh, I like the Rams here. I think Hawaii had Drew Brown transfer out. They had Kali transfer out over to, to BYU and Drew Brown to uh, to Oklahoma State. They lost some defensive players to Oregon State. They lost a defensive guy transferred to uh, Utah, this team. I thought if they would have brought all those players back, I thought Hawaii would actually be potentially a bowl team. How do you know this much about Hawaii? Because I like to watch, and I'm a fan of Nick Rolovich, the former former, former. quarterback of that, of that team, you know, about a decade ago under June Jones. I think he's an underrated coach. Uh, anyway, Colorado State, minus 14. I like to play for the Rams here, especially if they're playing. Maybe they play up for their coach, but I, I think Colorado State, much more physical team. Hawaii lost a ton. Uh, I like the Rams here, minus the points. Just looking at Hawaii's performance last year and taking ass whippings and knowing that Colorado State getting better. Mike Bobo. Yep. Former. Bringing in recruits from Florida and Georgia and Bama. That's right. He he's getting them going. I would definitely take Colorado state to cover this. Yeah. I actually like that bet pretty. That's my second strongest play for week zero. There's only four games. <laughs> my strongest play is the next game. Wyoming, the Cowboys, Craig bowl, former North Dakota state head coach. Oh man. They come into Las Cruces, New Mexico to take on New Mexico state, New Mexico state head coach, Doug Martin took the Aggies bowling for the first time since 1960 last year, won their bowl game against Utah state. And, uh, they lost the, the. Here's the thing, though. They returned their whole O line. They're an independent now. Last year they were Sun Belt. They lost their star wideouts. They lost their quarterback. They brought in a JUCO quarterback. I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back. Wyoming, I'm still high on, even though Allen's gone. Mm-hmm. Wyoming's got a great defense. Craig Bowl, I think, is a great coach. I think he'll be at a major level very soon. He was cranking. Uh, Bowl was uh, cranking out quarterbacks at North Dakota State. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I think this is an amazing play. Wyoming is a four point favorite in Las Cruces. I think that's a great play. I, I love that line. I honestly love that line. Like I, I'm going to bet this game. I'll tell you, I'm going to throw some good money on, on the Cowboys to get it done. That defense is too good for New Mexico state. New Mexico yeah. state's trying to, since the game's on ESPN, the first time ever on ESPN. Wow. They are giving out $3 tickets to make sure they pack the stadium. <laughs> Props. Uh, uh now, what do you feel about this? Yeah, I'm going to go with you. I think Wyoming's one of these programs that's knocking on the door trying to get to that uh, yeah. Fresno, San Diego State. Yeah, like, they've been bowling, I think, two, three years in a row now. Uh, I, I think they're legit. This defense is legit. they got a safety that's going to be in the NFL. Uh, I, th- this, this team is good. This team is good, and, and I, think, I think that I'm just going to do off the top of the head, I'm going to say Wyoming 31, New Mexico State 13. That's an ass kicking. Yeah. So you heard it here, folks. Get that bet in. Okay. 
Now it's time we talk Invitational. Before we end this episode, we want to go through the Invitational. I'm not going to predict who's going to win it all, but I will tell you my four teams in the Invitational. Pat will tell you his four teams in the Invitational too. Am I going to tell him who wins it all? You can. I can't because I'm going to release it on the Sports Gambling Podcast with Sean and Ryan. I will still be on there once a week, and I'm on there this week coming up. So you'll have to listen to that one too, Exactly, exactly. So more for you guys. But my, Pat, uh, you know, my four teams. Okay, look, I know last week we we previewed the Big Ten, and coming into that, I was taking Michigan to beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. And you kind of swayed me to take Wisconsin. Mm. Well, I, in the coming days, I've been thinking about it, and I'm going back to Michigan. Mm. Go with the gut. Michigan's going to win the Big Ten, and they're going to make the playoffs this year. Mm. Jimmy Harbaugh's <clears throat> finally going to be in the playoffs. I would love it. Right? Or the Invitational. I got Michigan. I got, I got, and then I got three teams that are very much so chalk. Mm. The Alabama Crimson Tide, Pat. I got them in there. Sure. Even though I just think I had Georgia beating Alabama in the SEC Championship. Right. It's going to be Alabama or Georgia. It, yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe both. I don't think both. I got the Washington Huskies in the Pac-12. I got the Clemson Tigers in the ACC. And I got Michigan or Wisconsin. But I'm going Michigan right now. I know I'm swaying you back and forth. I got Michigan in, in, in right now. As yeah. of today, you know that's my fourth team in. Harbaugh eventually is going to have to capitalize on this magic that was promised when he came, you know, and this could be the year you got the perfect storm is brewing with Shea Patterson. We've been talking about, like we said, we were watching days of thunder last night. I expect to see a relationship between Harbaugh and Shea Patterson, similar to that of Uh, Duvall and Tom Cruise (laughs) of Cole trickle and, uh, yeah, right. Harry hog. Yeah, there we go, man. And I love that we can make uh, comparisons to the movie days of thunder. Uh, all right, your four teams, but you're going chalk. Right? Uh, when I, if I'm like telling you who to bet for, yeah, like Alabama, they look like they're going to go 12 and 0. They, uh, Nick Saban owns other coaches, even well, and, though. And what you got for this is they didn't even need to play the SEC championship; they made it last year. So right. that makes me think that they're a safe bet because if you know, even if they don't play for the SEC championship, they'll put them in again. Right, 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 right. Alabama just gets the benefit of the doubt. You know, bullshit or not. They get it. Um, Clemson, um, they're going to slip once. They're going to Clemson a game, but they should still win the ACC and get there. Uh, Here's where it gets a little interesting. I think Washington's a safe bet. Even if they lose to Auburn, I think they run the table. Or, you know, if if they get 11-2 and as a conference champion, there's still a chance they get in there. So I think they're a pretty pretty good bet. And then the Big Ten, even though it's, like, really competitive with – Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin all in play. Think this is a magic year for the Badgers. Even if they lose to either Michigan or Penn State on the road, they'll get their revenge in the Big 12 championship. We both went no Big 12 this year. No Big 12. Um, think Kyler Murray's a good quarterback, but there's two losses on that for Oklahoma. And then uh, TCU's probably got two losses on there. It's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out, but... Uh... So you went chalk, but uh, what? But tell me one that you what, what would what would be a playoff that would make you feel good, Pat? A little more fun, but still like a realistic, very realistic. Yeah, okay. Um, Georgia finally beats fucking Bama in the SEC championship. Kirby Smart gets it done, and the tide turns. No pun intended. On Alabama <laughs> and their days as the juggernaut of the SEC are done, or if not, you know, challenged. 
by Georgia. I would love to see Georgia Clemson. That that's a rivalry that should exist. They're the schools are like yeah. forty minutes apart. Yeah. They're they're the same school basically. If you ask me, just fucking rabid SEC fans. Great stadiums. They should be playing every year somehow. But them in the playoffs in the Orange Bowl. Then you have Washington, and then here's my dark horse. Should Wisconsin lose those both of those road games at Notre or at Michigan and at Penn State, and should Notre Dame? Beat Michigan week one. I see a playoff with Washington as the one seed. Notre Dame is the four seed in the Cotton Bowl. And Clemson and Georgia squaring off as the two and three seed that would in be the a fun. Orange that would Bowl. Be, that would be a fun four. Uh, national uh, uh, championship. Give with, me, well, give me your realistic national championship and my, game and then your fun national championship game. Okay, realistic national championship game the way I see it shaking out. You got Bama is the one seed. Uh, probably Washington is the two seed. Clemson is a three, Wisconsin is a four, Bama beats uh, Washington, or Bama beats Wisconsin. It could be Clemson, Washington, or Clemson, Bama again. Matter of fact, if it was Clemson versus Washington, I would make, it. Would, it's going to be Bama, Clemson in a realistic uh, world, but a much more fun world. You're going to have Clemson versus Georgia. I think Clemson gets that one done. And then Notre Dame upsets Washington. Wow. And then Notre Dame upsets Clemson oh, Jesus. in Palo Alto. Jeez, that would not or be in fun. Fucking uh, San Francisco, yeah, wherever the yeah, fuck yeah. it is. Wherever that new stadium is, Santa Clara or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, before we leave you off on the college experience, Pat, I know we're jumping ahead of things, but I, I got it here. Okay. Every year you see one or two FCS teams beat the FBS. I think it's almost on regular. You see two, maybe three sure. a year. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, actually, more than two or three a year. But I'm saying normally week one, there's always two, maybe three. Absolutely. Looking at that schedule, week one, we're not talking week zero. We're talking week one. Give me two that stand out to you. Obviously, one might be near and dear to your heart. Mm-hmm. Both are near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Some FCS schools. I, I, I'll tell you one that, that jumps out to me instantly that I'm just going to go ahead and say it's going to get done. The Lumberjackers of Northern Arizona, <laughs> they're going to come into El Paso and beat UTEP in that coach's first game. Mm. Yeah. Northern Arizona. We were both looking team, at that one. And they got a QB. They got a good QB that can light it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Northern Arizona gets it done. I don't know the spread on that yet, but I can tell you, watch it. You, uh, you might be able to find it out there because uh, <laughs> money line that motherfucker. Right? That's right. And uh, if I, had, I was to go with a second one, I mean, the Richmond-Virginia game, that's just, no, that I'm is. joking. No, that's that's got some upset. I mean, no, Richmond's no, a damn good team. How about North Carolina? A&T went undefeated at, they went undefeated last year, and they're 40 and 8 in four years at East Carolina. I mean, that's, <laughs> I just can't go against my guys. So my second pick, I will say that, man, my second pick will be Kensaw, Kensaw State at Georgia State on Thursday, August 30th. Georgia State lost to an FCS last year and then went to a bowl game. Maybe it happens again. They're not that far to the FCS themselves. So Yeah, exactly. So that will be my second pick. Give me two on there. That will happen. Okay. Well, first one, I think we've already mentioned. There are some other games. Villanova at Temple. Anytime you get those backyard two brawl. Together, a little backyard brawl, that's, that's a good one. But, uh, you know, Another one, and I know this will disappoint you, 
But South Dakota State going into Ames. The Jackrabbits. Jackrabbits are going to be running. Uh, hey, hey, they're they're an FCS playoff team the past couple of years. Beat North Dakota State last year. That's they're a compelling a game. It's a compelling game. But uh, we're not going to leave the state of Virginia. Um, Richmond is a very big threat to Virginia. <laughs> Bronco Mendenhall has only been at Virginia two and or two years, and he's zero and one against Virginia. <laughs> right. Or on one uh, against uh, or against Richmond against sorry. Richmond, right? Sorry, yeah, um, yeah. So it could happen again. Obviously, I think I would favor uh, Virginia because I think Mendenhall is slowly but surely getting that thing together. But that uh, Richmond is a championship level. The Spiders, team. the Spiders, fuck them. They're a big rival of the team that really has the best chance to pull the upset. The team that should be back to back FCS championships. The team that has had an invite to be in. The invitational section yeah. of college football, the FBS, but turned it down so that they can continue to rack up recruits that transfer out. Now they have a bunch of Ohio State, bunch of Georgia Tech, a bunch Hit, of fuck you, yeah. bunch of Pittsburgh all over the roster. They will walk into probably 80% of FCF stadiums and give it teams a good game. NC State just down the road. Yeah. I think James Madison could easily walk in there. Yeah, I'm excited for that game, man. That's an early Saturday kick. JMU at NC State. Uh, JMU, obviously, like I said, I think right now they're they're preseason number two, ranked number two. North Dakota State's number one. Deserved, yeah, you know. And uh, they come back and they're really experienced, and they go to NC State, who lost a lot last year. No, mm. NC State does have that QB Finley, but I'm excited to watch that game. I think that's going to be a dogfight. JMU is smarting from that. That is going to be a dogfight at the goal line <laughs> in the fucking national championship. Okay, here's the thing: when I'm talking about saving my karma for like, you know, a win that I want to see. It was the same thing I did two years ago when we went to North Carolina and gave them a game, but I saved my karma for the next year so that we could beat ECU and the football gods, <laughs> uh, not only beat, they cashed in that ass. shit big time. So whoop their ass. Dude. If, that was a low point. <laughs> if JMU has to win one of the two FCS, uh, FBS games, they play this one's NC state. And next year is, West Virginia. Oh, in Morgantown. Who, who fuck West Virginia. Ooh. My one experience there I told you guys about before, yeah. I had a rainstorm of beer bottles and beer cans thrown at me, and I had to run out of the fucking parking lot because there's insane assholes. Fuck you, West Virginia. Although that was a fun fun time I had out there. <laughs> uh, we're coming to get you guys next year. After, but, but you're going to put them on display. When you you're when gonna, we beat NC yeah. State. We're just, why not just get both of them? Fuck it. We're, we're James go. Madison. We're coming up. There you go. Okay. This is the college experience where pre we preview week zero. I will have my playoff predictions on the gambling podcast. You can follow the college experience though. We previewed all 130 teams, every new coaching hire. You can follow us at uh, on. Well, if you just go to iTunes and type in the sports gambling podcast network, you can find us. All the college experience episodes are there. You can find us on Twitter at the SGP network. Uh, you can find us individually on Twitter at he is at Patty C831. I am at the Colby D. This is the college experience. We thank you for listening. Please leave us some positive reviews, guys. Get up there on iTunes. Come on. Come on. Get on there and Stitcher and all that nonsense. We're available on all these avenues. Just tweet us. Tweet us some stuff. Got that's another thing. Week one's coming. So if you have any questions on games, feel free to tweet away and we will answer them on air next week to preview week one. The season is here, guys. The wait is over. This is the college experience. Let's do it right. Boom. Signing out.
He's Patty C. I'm Colby Dant. Boom. In the place to be. Pat, any last words? We love you. Come there, back for more, baby. There we Almost go. Almost there. There we go. Signing out. Take care. Goodbye.